host, Eric Balance, and this is the Resilient Minds Podcast. Join me as I explore the capabilities of our minds and how our X Factor can become our Y Factor. Now is our time. Hello, everybody, and welcome. You guys, I'm super excited today because today I get to share, you know, this whole podcast, the whole episode with one of my great friends. Um, He is Tony's number, Tony Robbins, number one peak performance strategist. Um, He travels all around the U.S. helping companies, helping put out that good word of allowing people to stay in a beautiful state. And the one thing that Tony always says is suffering is living in any state that is not beautiful. And I'm telling you right now that this beautiful gentleman that you guys are about to listen to is the epitome of that. He is the man that literally speaks to beautiful state. So without further ado, Mr. Brian, thank you for being here, brother. Ah, look at the energy that this man is bringing. I can't wait. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Eric, uh, I appreciate you, and I'm fired up to share everything that I know with your audience. And and you said it best, brother. It's living in a beautiful state in times of uncertainty and and doubt. And what better timing for this podcast? I don't know when you're going to release this, but right now we're in like the middle of this coronavirus thing happening in the United States. And it's like, there's so much, and it might sound counterintuitive to some people on this call, but there's so much opportunity for us to lead and, and, and to create and to get to the next level. And so um, if there's anything that I can express on this call, how fired up I am to be connected with you and how fired up I am to transfer that energy for everyone who's listening to get their life to the next level, no matter what that means for them. So appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, Brian. So, you know, I'm, I'm super excited too, you know, and it's, it's fascinating. Like, um, th- th- it's this talk, like literally talking about decisions and like, you know, how decisions. So this topic in my brain has come up a lot this past week, you know, from people, you know, in my community, you know, clients, mm-hmm. um, you know, people that, you know, have, have been seeking out support. And, you know, one thing that I always talk about is I always share, you know, what Tony's teaching is our decisions versus the conditions. Yes. So, you know, perhaps you can elaborate a little bit on, on, on what that is and how important it is, especially in times of uncertainty like this one. Oh, brother, it's everything. Like, yeah. it, like Tony says, it's in the moments of decisions that our destiny is shaped. And you're right. Like, there, there, there's all these different life conditions, right? Like, we can't always control what's going to happen in life. I'm sure a lot of us on this call have probably tried, right? You try to control how someone else acts, or you try to control what's happening in the economy, or you want to control that you want to kill this virus. And there's so many things that are without our control. Like we can't control everything that's happening around us. The one thing that we can control, Eric, and you know this better than anyone, is the decisions that we make every single day. You know, the decision to wake up on time, the decision to say yes, the decision to say I do, the decision to say I quit, the decision to say I'm going to choose to live in a beautiful state. And those decisions that we make truly shape our life. The, the quality of life we live day to day, how big of an impact we get to make, and ultimately, who we want to become and what we want to give to this planet. And until a decision's made, let's be honest with ourselves, it's just a thought or a wish. If, if we could walk through this planet and think our way into things, a lot more people would have what they want. But it's not the thought that gets us anywhere, it's the decision. And a decision isn't truly solidified or made until there's an action being taken. And so on this call, if, if I could stress anything, I'm so glad you brought me on the, on decision day, brother, because this is like the <laughs> most it. important day and moment of our life is the next decision that we make. Um, so it, with that being said, man, I can't wait to kick it off and, and stress to your viewers and even a reminder to us on this call right now is that every moment we have the choice, the choice to how to feel a certain way, the choice to make the next action that we want to take. And we're like the creature on planet earth that gets to choose how we want to feel. We can consciously choose how we want to feel. Now the conditions in life may be crappy, crummy, shitty, whatever it is, but we have the choice to choose what we want that vision to look like, what we want that, that frame to look like. And so I'm fired up, bro. Let's do it. 
Bro, you know what? Um, it's so fascinating. And when you talk about, you know, choosing and making a decision and how we have choices, it's like, I get it. You know, those thoughts that come to in, into our brain, we actually have a conscious decision of how that's going to make us feel. Yes. We get to choose what that thought comes in and, and what emotion is going to be generated and how we're going to act upon it. Right. So, you know, I guess we should talk about the decision of fear. Right. Yes. The decision of, of leaning into fear yes. or leaning away from it, because we both know that there's two types of people in this world, the people that retract, right. Yes. Or the people, the people that retract or the people that lean in, right. Yes. The people that lean in are the ones that are going to do amazing things. So maybe you can touch point on like how right now in this time of fear and uncertainty decision is so freaking important. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, it just reminds me of like that story of Oprah, right? Like, like Oprah, you know, she, she, she was treated terrible as a kid and, and grew up in the worst, the worst environments ever. And here she is at the time, a black woman who is trying to find her way into like being a broadcaster and being in the world and being in front of people. And she's getting turned down, over turned down, over turned down, over turned down. And I'm sure that the fear that she had going through all that rejection and the fear of not being able to survive or living out of her cards is like that, that fear is there and it's in all of us. So the worst mistake that I see people trying to make is, is trying to like resist the fear or pretending that it doesn't exist. Like we all have the fear, the fear that we're not enough, the fear that we're going to be able to provide for our kids, the fear that we're going to be loved, that we're not going to be loved. We have all of the fears. And it's a human, it's a human natural thing to, to be fearful at times. And, and, and the point that you're trying to make and the point that I want to emphasize that you already made, it's like, what do you do with the fear? Do you let fear control you or do you lean into it and, and use the fear? Use the fear to, to propel you forward. Like Oprah could have said, you know what? I'm afraid to go in and ask to be on TV again the 40th, 50th time. Or she could say, I'm afraid of not being becoming everything that I'm capable of becoming in this moment. It's like what we associate the fear to, right? Like for example, if someone is on this call and they're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so fearful that I'm not going to have a job next week, next month, or next year, or my business is going to go by the wayside this month, next year. If you continue to focus on what you're not going to get and live in that fear and let the fear control you, of course, you're going to get more of what you're looking for. But if someone says, you know what? I'm afraid not to give, to be, to do, to cherish, to love, to create everything that I'm capable of being, then you're going to start to look for, cherish, love, create, because that's the mm. fear that you're looking, that's what you're focused on. So how do you use right. the driving force? I love it. And I think that I really want to touch on some of maybe your experiences in your own personal life, you know, that you've had to go through um, to really create that resilience in your own, in your own, you know, um, depth of, of experiences um, you know, has there been choices or experiences that you've had to really push through when there was times that you thought that you were, you're back against the wall, you were uncertain, you had no idea what was going to happen, but you did it anyways. You believe you had that, that five letter word that Tony teaches us faith, yes. you know, and we consistently, consistently leaned into it. Right. You tell me I'm, I'm seriously really inspired um, to, to let all our, of our listeners really know um, you know, some of your experiences personally. Yeah. Well, dude, I, I, I wish that I got that, that whole action taking piece, that whole decision piece earlier in my life. Um, I'll, I'll just give you where I started, you know, like six years ago, I was a school teacher and I was a junior high school PE teacher. So if you're not from the United States, a gym teacher, if you're in Australia or wherever you're from, it's literally, I was wearing shorts every day and I was rolling out a basketball and, and that was my life. And listen, there's nothing wrong with that. I love teachers. They're amazing. The problem, though, was is I knew in my heart and my soul that this was not the impact that I was meant to, to, to give on this planet. And I stayed in that career, Eric, for four effing years, man. Four years. Okay, you can say fuck. I don't care. Okay. okay. Four <laughs> fucking years of, of this internal torment this internal like brain game, right? Like, it's like, I was trying to see what's out there in the world without experiencing anything in the world. So I was like, I had all these fears and doubts of I'm too young. Uh, no one in my family's been in business before. How could I ever quit teaching? It's, it's the safe route to go. And everyone tells me to save up for retirement. And literally I'm going to my parents. I'm going to everyone I know looking for answers. 
and I'm looking for external validation of the choice that I know in my heart that I need to make. And for four years, I went through the torment. I went through the torment of like, what would, it, what would happen if I quit my job? And, what it, and I played all these psychological games in my head with, and I made no decision whatsoever. It's like, if I wanna cross through the forest in the middle of the night and I have a lantern, the only way for me to see what's gonna be 20 feet in front of me is to take the first step, make that decision to walk into the darkness, step into the fear like you're saying. And for four years, I didn't step. For four years, I just thought and wished and hoped and prayed and thinking all over myself. You know, I could ask any of your viewers right now, have you ever thought all over yourself and then took no steps forward? It's like that hamster in the hamster wheel. That was me. And I know if you're on this call, you've had those moments in your life where it took way too long to make the decision. Now, thank God for going through some tough times in my life. You know, I, I've gone through a couple of tough times where, you know, I, I was partying too much in my life and spending all my money and getting into trouble. And I'll let your viewers think about what that could mean and doing things that I probably shouldn't have been doing. And thank God for best friends, bro. Thank God for people like you on this call. It's like, my best friend is a guy named Chandler Parag, and for six years, he tried to introduce me to Tony Robbins. He tried to get me to think differently and, and believe in myself and make the decisions, and I resisted it. I resisted the decision. I resisted taking those steps in my life, and um, I finally hit rock bottom to this point where I thought I was going to lose my teaching credit because I got in some trouble by partying and doing stuff that I wasn't supposed to, so I, I thought I was going to lose my job. So it forced me to get out of teaching, even though I wasn't necessarily quote unquote ready. Mm. And so it forced me to look for different opportunities and thank God for best friends. You know, he, he nipped it right in the butt. He's like, dude, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing, man? Like for four years, you said you want an impact. You said you want to make more money. You want to provide for your future family and you're not doing anything about it. Wake up. He uses the words. He said, what the fuck are you doing? Get your at head out of your ass. Like you're, you're acting like a shithead. Go do something. If I'm being honest with you, Eric, I didn't, I didn't receive this with uh, like butterflies and roses, right? I almost, not, I almost punched him that day. Like I was, we almost got into physical altercation. And what happened was he, he came to visit me. By the, I was living in Newport Beach, California. And he came to visit me for a weekend. We go party on Friday night. We go party on Saturday night. And he's like, you know, I was observing you and watching your old friends. Eric, what is the standard question people ask you if they haven't seen you in a while? How are you doing? How are you doing? What's the standard answer for most people? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good. You? Right? And, and that, <laughs> and that, oh, sorry, yeah. that was my standard answer. And he's like, yeah. Brian, you're not doing good. You're not doing fine. You're not a good, fine, or an okay guy. Wake up. The results that you're getting in life are pathetic for you. Now, talk about being uh, pissed off or inspired or whatever you want to call it, but something rose up in me that day. And I finally, like five days later, my ego dropped. I give him a call. That's how I ended up seeing Tony Robbins. And it, seeing Tony Robbins completely shifted the way that I look at life. I decided in that moment, the first day I was with him at, at that seminar, that I was teaching i was going to go develop my things on my own and um fast forward two years now i'm his, his number one peak performance strategist um i travel around the country full time and doing these things but none of that happens none of it happens until you make the effing decision like i was going through four years of torment and it took one moment it took a moment of saying yes i believe in myself it took a moment of saying me i quit to completely shape my life. So I went into, you know, different things up until I got the Tony Robbins role, but it all started that my life changed as soon as I made that decision. And, and I know that you on this call have made those same decisions in your life. And if we ourselves today, if we could partner together, me and you, and just change someone's life who's listening to this call and like someone who's on that edge for making that decision, just fucking do it, man. Just, you're not going to fail. And if you do, you're going to learn, you're going to get up and it's going to happen, but it, nothing's going to happen by thinking your way through this thing. It's going to yeah. happen by doing, you know, in your heart, if you're listening to this call, you know, if you're listening, what the decision you need to make is. And until you do it, nothing changes. So with, with all the love and care in the world, I can't, I can't stress it enough what it's done for my life and what it can do for, for all of your viewers, man. You know, I think the cool thing is, too, it's like, you know, 
people all of a sudden think of things like this. Okay, what if I did this or what if I did that? And they only think that way if they all of a sudden are like faced with some sort of, you know, certain death. Yeah. So if they knew that they were going to die at the end of this week, right? Yeah. How would somebody act? So, and it's not like, I'm not trying to be like, but like, you know, um, uh, negative because it's not, that's not the point. The point is, okay, how many of us would really start doing the shit that we wanted to if we knew that we were going to die at the end of the week? Yeah. Right? Amazing. And it's so, so it blows my mind because really tomorrow is not guaranteed. Not at all. Not even and not even for a second, right? So I always I always get fascinated with, with things like this and how experiences like this, you know, we make our decisions when our backs are against the wall. When yeah. we're like enough is enough, enough suffering, enough pain, enough torture to ourselves. Now it's time to step forward, right? Yes. And, you know, Tony talks about that all the time, right? He's like, how much shit are you going to go through to finally make it change? Yes. Right? And sometimes that's the pain that they need to go through to get to where they really deserve to. Yeah. And I'd like to add to that for a second because you're, you're hitting off so Please. many light bulbs. I love these conversations with you because yeah. I, know, I know it comes out. It's like, Tony talks about it's like in the moments of decisions, destiny is shaped and people make a decision when their back's against the wall or when they have to. Well, you may be asking this question, like if you're anything like me, you're on this call, like Brian, I don't want to have to go through a bunch of shit in my life. Or I've been wanting to make a decision, but how do you, how do you get yourself to actually do it? Like, how do you get yourself to do it? And here's how human beings are, are doing two things at any given time. They're running towards pleasure or away from pain. Brian, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean this, every moment of our life is a reward system or a consequence system, right? Like you have the choice to hit the snooze button in the morning. Why do you not do it? Because there's more reasons why you shouldn't than there are more reasons why you should. So we do this thing called stacking, right? Like if you're someone like stuck in making a decision, you've been in decision phase, that incongruency phase, but you do, you stack the emotions. You stack the pain or you stack the pleasure. See, some people move farther to pleasure and some people move farther away from pain. It depends on where you're at. I'll give you an example, just this snooze button analogy, right? Everyone in this call, everyone heard this right now, has at one point in their life hit the snooze button. They've hit the snooze button on life, but more importantly in the morning, right? Every morning you have the opportunity. Am I going to wake up right now or am I going to wait 20, 30, 40 minutes? Here's the choice that you're making in a pleasure pain reward system, right? When that alarm goes off, your brain starts to race with ideas, right? It's got all these things and, you, and, and some people are still in that negotiation phase. They're like, ah, should I wake up right now? Why do I need to? What would it, uh, man, it's so painful to just like get up and just, right? So in their head, they're stacking all the reasons why they can't. Do you feel what I'm saying? And then there's other people who are like, man, that alarm's going off. I have so many things that I can do today. I'm inspired. I can, I can go get on a podcast with Eric or Brian. I can go make that phone call. I can, get, I can start that business. I can say I do. I can go talk to that girl I've always wanted to talk to. I can create be, do, give. So you have that opportunity in your head to play that game with yourself. And all it is is a stacking. All right? In these decisions where you're, you're, you're uncertain of what you want to do, well, your heart knows. You know what the powerful, the strong decision is. You got to ask yourself the question, like Eric said, are you making this decision out of fear? Or are you making this decision out of what you want to create, out of power? And if you can use that fear, you just stack it, right? Like if that morning ritual is like, ah, I hit the snooze button every day. Well, you want to start by triggering yourself, convincing yourself that what are the reasons that I can give myself today that would make me want to get up right now? And you keep stacking those reasons, all those things that you're grateful for, all the reasons why you should go up and all the things that wouldn't happen if you just stayed in bed. So if there's anything I can give these, these is just when you're in those moments of decision, stack the pain or stack the pleasure. And eventually that teeter totter is going to go one way and the heart knows what it wants. The heart knows what it desires. And if you can just stack it and play that game and win that game, the more you do it, the better that muscle is going to get. The more you make those strong decisions in your life, the easier it becomes. 
That's why the rich get rich and the poor get poor. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about emotionally. I'm talking about relationship. The people who make decisions and train that muscle for themselves that says, I do, I will, no matter what, are the go-getters in life. And I think it's important too, like that we're, we're both here, you know, com completely compassionate to, to like people that are going through some sort of yeah. uncertainty and fear. And, and, and I want everyone to really recognize that too, because it's really important that you guys understand that we're super compassionate to people, you know, that are worried and freaking out, but you can't indulge in that type of behavior. You cannot indulge in that type of behavior. So maybe you can, maybe, maybe, you know, Brian, you can touch on ways that, you know, when they recognize a certain emotion and it's, it's really taking them back into that, that fear or that uncertainty and they're getting worried about it, you know, ways that they can really push themselves past it and make a decision to, to, to do things that are going to allow them to yeah. build some sort of energy. Because for example, for me in the morning, sometimes in the past, I was like, oh my God, I, I, I want to go work out, but I'm tired. And, 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 you know, relating to the snooze button, but making the choice to like, no, I recognize that thought, you know, like for me, the funny thing is, is like, I'll be, I'll be like, my ego's like wants to sleep and I'll be like, okay, ego, you will sleep. I'm going to let you sleep. I'll tuck you into bed and I'm going to go work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's just whatever game you got to play. Right. And, and, um, let's call a spade a spade. Like, there are people going through a crazy rough time right now. And if there's probably someone on your podcast and someone who's listening to this, he's gone through hell and back or is in the middle of those hell moments and, and just can't seem to claw their way out. So there's no part of my fiber and part of my body that doesn't empathize and understand that. And people are going through different aspects of life. And I don't for a second try and, and take on their pain and say that it's easy to make decisions. What Eric and I are saying right now is that if you live there, if you live in the misery, the doubt, the fear, the indecision, it's going to cause more pain and more suffering. And so it's okay to feel those moments. It's just not okay to make that your living, your, your lifestyle. And, you know, Eric, this just reminds me, it's like we have, the, the, we have three decisions that we can make at any given time. What we're going to focus on, what it means, and what, what the hell are we going to do about it, right? And Shitty moments are going to happen in our life. It just it shouldn't turn into shitty days, months, and years, right? And we, by, by, by this, what I mean by this, Eric, is like at any given time, the conditions can happen, right? Like someone could, could pass away. Someone could get fired. Someone could lose their job. Someone could lose their clients. And then they, that's the outside world stimulating them, right? That's a condition. So then we have the choice as human beings to say, well, what are we going to focus on? Are we going to focus on how terrible this is? Are we going to focus on the gift that it's been given in my life? Because I'm sure if you're on this call, some of those toughest times in your life led to some of the most beautiful moments in your life, didn't they? So you have the choice to choose. You, have the, you, you can choose what you're going to focus on. Is this going to, how am I going to make beauty in my life? Or am I going to let this cause more pain? So the first thing is recognizing that pattern, right, Eric? Is, I think that's what you're getting at is like recognize that thought pattern. Recognize that loop that's, that's a doubt loop or a fear loop, one of those. To recognize a pattern, you just try and take a step back. Say, who is the person that recognizes that pattern? I'm not the pattern. I'm not this existence. I'm simply observing what's happening in my life, observing those thoughts, observing those moments. And when something happens, an outside stimulus how can I slow down this moment and say, this is happening. I'm not trying to deny it. And this might feel shitty, sad, happy, whatever that emotion that it causes. And then you got to say, what am I going to focus on? Am I going to continue to focus on how, what this is doing to me or how am I going to use this to impact more people in a positive way? And it starts with the questions that we ask ourselves. So questions lead us to focus right? Any question that you ask yourself is going to have brain focus on it. So that's number one. Second is what does it mean? Is this happening to me or for me? Those are the best two questions you could ever ask yourself at any moment. Is this happening to me or is it happening for me? And if you start to stack, is this happening for me? How can I use this? And you start to build momentum that way, you'll start to recognize those patterns in our life. And then the third question you want to ask yourself is what the hell are you going to do about it? Because you can sit there and think, 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 but until you do, it's just going to cause that torment in our head. So um, if anything from that moment, it's just to slow those moments down in your life. What does this mean? What am I going to focus on? And then what am I going to do about it? 
those are the three questions. I love it. I love it. I think that's, that's so important. I think so many people will take away from that and really use it, you know, to their advantage, especially right now. So, you know, a lot of the times um, I'm really, I'm really curious, you know, right now, you know, with that whole focus, it, I find that it's kind of a blessing with everything that's going on. People get to focus from within. Right. And, you know, making decisions is a part of that. Um, and, you know, mental health and, and really, you know, focusing on that resilience, like the, those are all components, right? Yes. Um, you know, healthy, healthy mind, healthy body, healthy spirit, you know, and, and there's a lot of business owners that listen to the podcast. And, you know, a lot of them are coaches, a lot of them are, there's, there's some uncertainty and a lot of their, you know, ways to, 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 you know, go out there and make a decision to still be business owners, to still sell, to still influence, to still be passionate about what they're doing. Yes. So perhaps... You know, and, and I've, I've also felt like, you know, some, some, there's uncertainty around, oh, do I still go and push in this time of need, in this time of, you know, of, of, of circumstance? Yes. Um, do I go out there and do I push my business? Do I still show up? Do I still go look out for new leads? Do I do things like this? And, you know, I'd love instead, you know, because I know, I, I know, but I think that what, what, what I think that you're going to say, as I agree with, I, I'm going to agree with, but I want everyone to hear what you have to say, because it's really important um, that everyone is super clear on, you know, the knowledge that you give, because this is so, so freaking important, especially in times of like recession, I guess. Yeah, yeah, certainly, man. And I, I, I would just say this, like, like if you're a business owner and you're thinking about what the hell am I going to do during this time, right? There's, there's no doubt in anyone's mind that we're going through unprecedented times. Like we're facing uh, something that we've, n we've never experienced before, at least in our lifetimes with the coronavirus and what's happened in the economy and basically the world shutting down. And the question is like, what, what choice really do you have? Like, whether you step up in your business right now or you quit your business, you're still going to have to go through this coronavirus. You're still going to have to go through this like shutdown that we're going through right now. So the question becomes is like, okay, well, do I want to let this coronavirus control me or do I want to use this to my advantage? Because Eric, I know you and, and I know myself and Tony and the, and the world that we've surrounded ourselves with. It's like, this is the best time to be alive. Like I, I can't, I can't say that I'm enjoying that there are people suffering and sick and these types of things. It's not awful. But what I would say is this is the best time to be alive because right now everyone is running left and leaders step up and run right. They show people what's possible. And right now is the time to double down on your business because when the dust settles and it always does, life runs on cycles, the economy will bounce back and we can live in a different state. Who's going to be ahead? Who's going to be the person making the biggest impact in the world? And it's not going to be the people who sit down with their, sit down on their hands and hope and wish and pray. It's going to be the people who say, you know what? While, while the world is uncertain, I need to find the certainty within myself and the certainty in my, the certainty in my passion to create more, to add more value right now. Now is the time to double down. Now is the time to step up and do more because whether it's a year or two years or five years, eventually it's going to slow down. Eventually this is going to subside. And then who's still standing? It's not going to be the people who hope and wait. It's going to be the people who continue to attack and continue to move forward. So if there's anything I can say right now, it's just like, if, if you notice that the, 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 the movement is starting to go towards fear, doubt, negativity, people are looking for answers right now. They're waking up and the first thing they're doing is opening up their phone on social media and they're, they're seeing people post about the virus and about the economy and what's happening in the world. And then they turn on their TV and it's more information about the coronavirus and what's happening in the world and the economy's going down. And then they go call a friend and it's more conversations about everything that's happening in the world. And if you notice that the, the, the overall psychology of most people is looking for answers and they're uncertain, that's why they're asking all these questions. That's why they're looking for more certainty. And if we as business owners can provide them that certainty, be there in their times of need, they're, they're gonna see us as a leader in this environment. And then when the dust does settle, holy smokes how far you're gonna be ahead. I mean, Tony has built his entire career off of winters like this, off of times mm. like this, off of down periods. And so this is this is the time to be a business owner. It may stop, but this is the time to continue to attack. 
double down, double down, double down. And I love it. You know, like Tony's been around, you know, for 40 years doing some, some amazing things, changing people's lives. And you're in, and, 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 you know, it, he's been through so many different winters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's so funny when, when we're at business mastery, literally last year, um, and Tony's like, winter is coming. Like winter is coming guys, get prepared, work hard, double down. Cause we are gladiators. You know what I mean? Yes. Right. So, so it's, it's so important. And I, yesterday I was funny cause I was, I was talking about, you know, being on court, you know, and I had this shirt on and I was talking about like being on court, like playing on the court because you know, it's so important to be focusing and being on the court right now playing you know being in the arena yes. you know yes. talking about being on the court and when you're on the court when you're when you're spending time on court and there's people and you're bouncing the balls back and you're 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 you're, you're fight you're, you're not fighting but you're playing and, and making sure things are happening um you can't you can't take any of that judgment or experience for people off the court right people off the court you know they're walking by they're watching you they'll tell you how to play they'll do everything but they don't have any of that you know experience the people the players that are next to you you know practicing and playing too those are the ones that you got to be listening to those are the ones that yeah. we want to learn from those are the ones yeah. you know maybe the umpire the coach or something like that right and so so i was saying yesterday let's all get on the court because right now if you're on the court you can become your industry's next top trusted advisor. Yeah, brother, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm I seeing you live it every day. I'm seeing you be congruent in that every single day. The energy that you're bringing, the people that you're connecting with, the the, the way that you're and the way that you're leading and showing people it's possible. You're doing it every single day, bro. It's 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 honestly it's a, it's a gift that 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 you know. Tony has given, given you, given me, given so many, so many of us. Um, and we need to consistently bring that light, right? We need to consistently show up in this world. We need to consistently, you know, constantly and never approve. Do it. Can I, can I, can I, right? Yes. And I'm forever grateful, right? Forever grateful. So I think it's important that we, you know, as people um, that want to contribute, that want to continue to grow, um, like literally, align ourselves with that no matter the condition so yes that's why i love having beautiful amazing individuals like yourself oh, thanks brother. on the show teaching you know about the resilience of what's possible and you know you know your why and i and i always tell everybody you know turning their x factor right their experience um into their why right so i guess what i'd love to know and i'm certain that so many so many people on here would love to know is really what's that why that every day is driving Brian that every day when you wake up, you're like, I don't care what happens. I'm out there and I'm going for it no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the question that I ask myself is, is, is how can I be, do, give love more to help impact other people's life? It's like, how can I inspire and lead others to reach their peak potential by being personal, driven, passionate, truthful, funny, kind, light, relentless. That's literally on my board every single day. And it's, and it's like, if I can be of service to other people, every freaking moment of my life, every day of my life, my life is not just going to be about success. It's going to be about the fulfillment piece. Because the truth is, it's like guys like us, Eric, I mean, we're going to find, we're going to find success in every moment. We're going to find a way to succeed. We're going to find a way to make the money and the, the things that we want in life. But the truth is, is like, how do we, how do we get through to every single human being on planet earth to help them develop, create so that the next generation, like, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that needs to have, um, like when I die on this planet, everyone needs to name. What's more important to me is like, what is the mindset that I help deliver? What is like that level of um, uh, uh, just consciousness that I was able to pass along? Because my name, you know, it doesn't matter how long, how great you were, eventually your name fades. But the concepts that you were able to teach, that's a trickle down effect. It's like a domino effect. If I can just impact a few people's life and get them to think differently and think about opportunity and creation, like the consciousness level in, in the world will change. And then th their kids' kids and their kids' kids, it's like human beings will advance and grow and create bigger than we ever ever meant to be. You know, I'm not sure what the, the, the purpose is for every human being on planet Earth. And I, I kind of go back and forth about what it could be. But what I know is this, like we are designed to
to help more people. And life supports that which supports my life. And if I can help create more and, and beautiful human beings on this planet, whatever this end game is, if there even is an end game, at least I help people live this experience to the, to the best of their ability to, to create. So that's my mission, brothers, to inspire and lead others to reach their peak potential, peak potential in their relationships, in their spirituality, in their health, in their, in their passions, in their work, everything. I love it, man. I love it. And, and you know, um, I think that, I think that even the experience is like, so, so what, what has, you know, and I, and obviously like, it's so, it's so amazing. Every time we talk, like we feel each other's energy. We're just like, Aah! people honestly are probably listening right now saying, holy shit, these guys would be amazing. Like to just hang out with, right? Great <laughs> yeah. Great. Hype. Hype. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, so to me, um, and, and, you know, you guys had to postpone one of the San Jose events, um, yeah. the UPW event. Yeah. Um, and how was that, you know, and that was like a company-wide, like resilient, let's make something happen. This is going to be okay. You know, that was like a full-on, you know, eight, how many people? 18,000 people? Uh, they're, they're, they're planning to be 13,000 at that one. Oh, 13,000. Okay, yeah. And, and that's like 13,000 people, right? And it, it was like... You know, it was like a no-brainer. Everybody was like calm, collected. The connection was really good with everybody. You know, Tony, after first time after four years, had to, you know, like really, you know, cancel event forcefully. Um, you know, he didn't, because I know he didn't want to. Yeah. Now, but you see how like as an organization, how you guys were able to like just overcome so many different, and everybody was congruent. Yes. So, when it comes to organizations, bigger, smaller, it doesn't matter. How can they lay a culture, a foundation, especially right now in times like this, to really establish a way of having that congruency and that alignment, just like, you know, the organization, like for Tony, how you're working. I wish it was a complicated answer so I can go on for a long time, but it's, re it's really simple. It's, it's being mission driven first. Like, the, the truth is, is like whenever someone falters or whenever someone has a bad experience is because they're putting their own needs above the like customer or client or, or someone else's needs. And when we think about ourselves in any situation, it causes this disconnect in energy, right? Like when I'm on this call right now, Eric, it's like, I'm not thinking about how I can make myself look good. I'm thinking about how can I deliver for anyone who's on the other side of this, this listening to it and, and to you, right? And when I'm outside of my own head, and I'm in my heart thinking about from their point of view, what is it that they would be receiving? And I have good intention. And I'm, I'm thinking about the mission, about what could happen in their life. You, you can have different people from all different walks of life, but there's going to be this like this steady heart, steady like everyone moving in a congruent way throughout the organization because we're not focused on our needs. We're focused on how we can support them. And the best way that we can support them is to get them to go see Tony Robbins to transform their life. It's not going to happen by them going back and sitting back on their couch and refunding or saying, I'm not going to go now because of life's conditions, right? That's letting the external world dictate their internal world and their decisions. What we want to do is help them make those powerful decisions to stick to their convictions. I mean, I'll give you an example because I think it's relevant. You know, yeah, for, the, for the leaders that, that are on this call, it's like, when you think about leading your organization, I'll give you an example of Tony. You said it best, Eric. He's like, Tony hasn't canceled an event in 40 years and earlier in his heyday he was doing like 100 200 events a year i mean now he's cut it down significantly he's done like maybe 12 a year and the reason i say that is this there's this one time where he had to go give a sem he was given a seminar in um canada and for whatever reason um the the event was canceled or or something happened where they said like hey you can't be in this arena right now we got to shut it down so what did Tony do? Fucker is keeping his result, the mission head first, right? He's not thinking about, oh, we can cut it short. I got paid and everyone's happy, Dunky Dora. We did like half the event. Everything's okay. No, it's the end result. How can you transform everyone's life here? So what did he do? He got tour buses. He rented buses. He found a way to get resourceful. He rented buses and put all these people into buses. And then he would go bus to bus, giving different seminars, going one after the other, and then having them work on something. Then he would go to the next bus, 
give a seminar, have them work on something, go to the next bus. And he found a way out of no way. Right. And, and, and the point that I'm trying to make here is like, Tony, th this event happened where they, they, they was forced to cancel. He didn't cancel. He's, he's, he's uh, rescheduling it. That mother effort is not going to give up on the result. And so when you think about the different leaders that might be listening to this call, it's like, when you're willing to do what other people aren't willing to do, and you're able to lead with your actions and your decisions, it gives people a higher standard to live up to. And if they're going to be a part of your organization, they better damn well try to live up to that standard. And if anyone's a standard to live up after, it's Tony Robbins. Like he's going to find a way out of no way. So the people who work with company and work with Tony and are partnered with us, he's like, that's just the standard we live by. The result comes first, right? The result comes first. Like, what is it that you want? Why are you doing it? And the how will always show up. So keeping the result and mission driven first, then everything else will fall into place. Yep. I love that. Uh, I've heard before the what and the when. If you, if you know that, then, then you'll figure out the how and the who. Yep. You know? Cool. So, so, and I love that story. I think that, you know, it was some, it was in, it was, they had to go over the border to yeah. the U S because something to do with immigration. I think yeah. it was crazy. He was like, he was like, let's get resourceful. I love it. That, that was, that's an amazing, amazing. I think that's such a powerful story, man. Like yeah. how fascinating he, like the mindset of like, let's get shit done. So, you know, I, I really want to um, kind of turn the gears a little bit and just a little bit more um, to understand because there's going to be people out there that are dealing with some negative people, perhaps family, yeah. perhaps experiences, perhaps situation, right? And they're dealing with some toxicity around them, right? Yes. And, um, you know, sometimes, in myself included, uh, you know, we focus on things that are out of our control and we expect others to change so that we can feel better, Right. Yeah. And it's like that we have to have, we have to give somebody a manual so that they can fill everything out properly and act the proper way um, so that we can be okay. Right. Um, but the truth is, is that we can't, we don't have that capacity. So how do people, you know, that are listening on this podcast or, 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 or interested in, in knowing, or maybe they're, they're just, you know, they, they go through that every day or maybe they're toxic themselves needs can handle, like how can they handle, uh, um, you know, people, you know, that are toxic because nobody's really intentionally being toxic or negative. You know, they're just, they're just portraying that because of their thoughts. So how can they kind of uh, make a decision um, to really identify um, and handle that within, within themselves so it doesn't bring them down? Totally. So um, if, if I'm hearing you right, it's like letting other people impact our own energy, right? And it's like, well, the, the, are you gonna the question that i would ask is like are you gonna get rid of negative people on planet earth no are you sometimes going to be put in situations where you're dealing with toxic people yes so the question isn't how can i avoid them the, the question might be like how do i find the best strategy to get around more people who are like-minded and who are less toxic that would be a good question more importantly though it's like if it, it, tony goes over this as well it's like if you got a scab on your arm and someone rubs it, it's gonna sting, it's gonna hurt. Someone rubs your arm and you don't have any scabs, it's just someone rubbing your arm, right? So it depends, like if there's these wounds in, inside of us or there's these unanswered um, questions that we have or this re uh, resistance or something that might be causing distress inside of ourselves, it's only gonna bother us how other people think if we see part of that person with inside of ourselves. And we see part of like, those actions, I'll give you an example. Like um, if someone cuts you off on the side of the road, right? Like they cut you off, you're trying to get to work and you're, you're late and they cut you off and they flip you off and they honk their horn and they do all these things, right? Some people would go through that situation and be like, man, that person must be having a tough day or maybe someone in that car is pregnant or maybe they're late and maybe they just need to get to go where they're going faster and thank God they're ahead of me. Right, that's one way to look at that situation, true. But someone who's having a shitty morning, who got in an argument with their girlfriend or their husband or their wife or, or got yelled at by their boss, and now that's the person driving the car, and they're upset about what happened 20, 30, 40 minutes ago, when they cut off, those, those feelings are going to pop, right? They're going to feel frustrated, sad, upset, angry at that person driving, but it's nothing to do with that person it has everything to do with the relationship they have with inside themselves. 
right? If, if someone's already off and upset, it just takes some, a trigger to bring that out of them, right? So when it, back to your question about like these toxic people, like if someone is the word sort of quote unquote toxic, they're probably not someone that I would choose to interact with frequently. Now, if there, there's someone who's negative or has those moments from time to time, which boyfriend, girlfriend, son, daughter, husband, wife, we're all going to have them at times. And the best way to deal with it is just to be a support system and, and ask yourself this question, like, does that energy need to go into me? And do I need to absorb that and question myself? If the answer is no, then just be there as a support system for them. If this is someone who's habitually doing this, I would say, do your best not to be around these people, even if it's a family member, right? Like be there as a support system, but don't, don't allow yourself to be dragged into that energy consistently. Like it's okay from moment to moment, but we want to associate with people who are going to build this up to, to create more, to do more, to be more, to give more. And we don't get what we want in life. We don't get amazing people around us. We don't get amazing opportunities. We don't get to choose all these amazing things in our life. We get what we feel like we deserve. And if someone's hanging around a bunch of toxic people, it's because part of them may be going through their own battle and feel like they don't deserve to be around uh, people who are going to build them up. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. So I don't know if that was an exact answer to it, but maybe a description. No, that's even better, bro. I think you, I think you, you nailed it. Like, I think that's even better with the example because then people can put themselves in that situation. So um, one thing I'd love to know, you know, because, you know, you're always on the go. You're always busy. You always got great energy. You're always happy. What does a typical day look like for Brian? Oh, man. Okay, so um, I do. Here, I'll give you a fill-in. So uh, my, my number one thing is I'm partnered with Tony Robbins and Transforming Life. So I go into companies, organizations, sizes, and colors. I basically take a 50-hour Tony Robbins seminar and I condense it as a seminar for these businesses. And then ultimately, I create partnerships with those businesses to have send their employees and themselves to Tony Robbins events. So another word for that is I give seminars and I sell. So both of those. That's, that's kind of what I do with Tony Robbins. That's what I do. And then I also do sales coaching on the side and I also do speech coaching. So I have these three aspects of my life. I love getting someone to a yes, brother. Like I am obsessed with how do you get someone to say yes? Not because I'm trying to get them to do something, but how, how is it that I can get someone to say yes for themselves to step up and say, I do, I quit, I will, I want to, I'm going to. Like, how do you get someone to that moment? So my day to day is I wake up at 5 a.m. I hit the gym. For me, uh, what helped change my life when I was going through my darker phase is, um, changing my habits and so for me that morning routine is so crucial i changed going to the gym at night to going in the morning so my i've like if i don't go sweat and i don't have an intense workout for the day i'm like an 80 percent version of myself and i don't want to go through life being an 80 percent version of myself so waking up in the morning first thing i do is sweat then it's a cold shower then it's 10 minutes priming which is if you don't know what priming is it's like this 10 minute meditation setting up your day I do a little bit of writing journal and then I'm on calls, like sales calls all day. Um, I'm on team calls all day or I'm giving speeches or I'm on uh, a podcast like this. So that's my day to day. And I'm, I'm usually going, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day. I don't say that to impress anyone just because I like, I don't see it as work. Like I just doing what I love like every day, you know? So that's my journey day to day. Um, do I have days where I kind of just take the foot off the gas pedal and go kick it to the beach? You're damn right. I do. Um, but but I don't live there. I live in like, how can I go serve more people? And uh, for I get energy by talking. I get energy by learning about people. I get energy by creating distinctions and helping someone break through. So if I'm not busy, if I'm not doing these things, I'm not my full self. And so uh, for me, that my, my day-to-days are very different from day-to-day, depending on what organization I'm going to, who I'm talking to. But yeah. I love it, man. And I think that, you know, in the show notes, we're going to share that priming exercise, like a link to it. If, uh, if you want to share one of them too, to me, or, or I can, I can share whatever, whatever works best. Cool. Um, I think that that'd be cool to have one of Tony's priming exercises, um, Heck in yeah. the show notes. Um, but last thing, um, and I, you know, I know you gotta go, I, I know you got things to do, but I want to just share, you know, where can everybody find you? If they want to know more about you, you know, we'll make sure we'll put them all into the show notes for those of you guys that are in the, in the car right now listening or whatever, but you know, just where, where can they find you? Any, any, you know, websites, social mediums, 
please share. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, on all my social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, my primary one is my is Instagram. I've been moving a lot of energy towards that lately. It's just my first and last name, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, and then my last name. So B-R-I-A-N Mayroll, M-A-Y-O-R-A-L. So Brian Mayroll on all my social media. So they can go find me there. Uh, the first picture is of me like on stage, giving it like a big woe clap. So you'll know me there. If not, you can go search me in Eric's friends. Um, you just search Brian Mayoral and uh, I'll be in there. So that's the first medium where everyone can find me from there. Um, I'm doing different webinars and sales trainings all the time. So if they want to get into some of those with me, they can find me on my social and then ask me about them. Beautiful. Love it. So, um, we'll, we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll send all the links at the bottom. Um, and any website or anything that you want them to also know about? Oh, you know what? I want to give, I want to give them a gift. I want to give them an eight week refresher course, um, on, on behalf of Tony Robbins. So if you come follow me on Instagram, if you either make a post about this and tag me in it, or you shoot me a DM, shoot me a DM and, and let me know that you heard us from this, the resilience podcast with Eric and um shoot me that dm and i'll shoot you an eight week tony robbins course beautiful i love that amazing yeah. um so yeah so i'll make sure i put all the show notes um and your links in the show notes so people can just clink or awesome. click clink <laughs> click click, um, click, click. and uh, yeah and uh you know make sure they, they connect with you um make sure you can get that eight week um course from from brian brian uh honestly grateful to have you it was amazing to catch up again, you know, that fired up energy, so much value. And I'm certain that everybody here, you know, is going to follow you, feel that energy and, you know, connect with you so that they can learn more from you, brother. Always, always a blessing. Awesome. So before we even jump off, I just got to thank you, man. Like your, your viewers are so lucky to have someone with, with such a guiding light in their life and someone who doesn't just talk the talk, but he's walked the walk and he's created transformation in his life. And um, comes from a place of service in his heart and, and transform people's lives. So I'm grateful to, for you for having us on and, and creating this platform where we can impact more lives, brother. So thank you. Blessings, man. Just the beginning of for a bro. Let's yeah. ride together. Let's get out. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Resilient Minds podcast. If you seriously love the episode, please be sure to share it with your friends and click that subscribe button. Do it now. As I continue to grow, I'll be bringing on some leading entrepreneurs into the show. So follow me on Instagram or Facebook and drop a comment or send me a DM. Tell me who you'd love for me to interview and who you'd like to hear more from. Once again, Eric Bounds signing off. And remember this, your X factor always determines your Y factor.